Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Behind Closed Doors. In my last episode, I was talking to you about suicide awareness around the holidays. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the truth about paying for therapy. Now, everybody thinks that if you have a mental health problem, mental health illness, you need to go see a therapist. You need to go see a psychiatrist. You need to see a counselor. That's what a lot of people will tell you right and left that that's what you need to do. And the thing is, is going to see a therapist, a counselor, a psychiatrist, that does cost money. And some insurance companies only cover a certain amount of sessions with a counselor, therapist, a psychiatrist, and then you start to have to pay out of pocket. Some people, their insurance won't cover their mental health visits, and they have to pay everything out of pocket, and that can get very pricey. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't always have to pay for therapy. You don't. Not every mental health problem or illness requires you to actually talk to a professional about your mental health problems or illness. You can talk to family and friends that you trust to listen to you and that you know will not criticize you or put you down or degrade you for having your mental health illness or problem. Another thing you can do is you can go online, go on social media sites and go find groups that talk about the mental health illness or problem that you have. Now, believe me, I am on a lot of groups on Facebook. I have been in and out of these groups because sometimes you have to leave the group because it seems like it's not fitting what you were there for in the first place. And I am in so many different groups. And the people there, sometimes they're helpful, sometimes they're not. But there are people there that you can talk to, especially if you don't have anybody at home to talk to. Another thing is, is you can look for groups in your town, in your city. Look for mental health groups where people come together and they just talk about their mental health problems or their illness. Another thing you could do is like what you're doing right now. You're listening to a podcast about mental health illnesses and problems. There are a lot of podcasts out there that have to do with mental health illnesses and mental health problems Believe me, I've listened to a lot of them. And this was way after I had in my mind that I wanted to start a podcast about what I've gone through and how I can help other people. Another thing you can do is read. Read up on it. Go to the library. Paperback is not completely gone. Go to the library. You can either check out some books or go online and do some research. Read up on these things.
Another thing is something that I learned is use your intuition. What I have learned about dealing with my mental health problems is that I learn each problem that I have, each symptom that I have. When it comes to my panic attacks, I know that running my hands under cool water actually helps draw down my body temperature and that slowly releases the the tension and the, the anxiety and all that stress that's built up inside of me. And it seems like the flow of the water just makes all of it flow away. Another thing is, is get into a shower and let some cool water flow over your body. And make sure it's not too cold, okay? Just make sure it's not too cold. Just make sure it's cool, just cool water, like natural stream just flowing over your body. Another thing I tell people is if you live in an area that have natural streams or waters that are clear and clean, put your hands in them and let the water flow over top of it. And what that does is it releases all that tension you have built up. Another thing you can do is take an ice pack, not one of the hard ones, one of the bendable kind, and put it on your neck or take a little towel, like a washcloth or a hand towel. Soak it with cool water, squeeze it out so it's not dripping all over you, and place it on your neck. These are things that I learned on my own by just listening to myself and how my body reacts. Like when I'm having a panic attack, I start shaking and I start worrying and I can't calm down. And then that's when the water comes into play to help calm me down. Another thing is listen to calming music. I find that listening to instrumental music, very soft instrumental actually helps calm you down. If you enjoy Christmas music, yes, Christmas music can be loud and that's not something you really want when you're having like a panic attack, anxiety attack. You don't want it loud. What you do is you find just instrumental, soft instrumental Christmas music and you listen to it. If you have trouble sleeping, what you can do is play nature sounds and not loud, just enough for it to soothe your mind and get you to start to drift off to sleep. See, these are the things you learn when you listen to how your body reacts. If you suffer with heart palpitations, Look at what you've been eating. Look at what you've been doing. I learned that some of my heart palpitations or rapid heart rate starts around the time that after I've ate something that has high sodium in it. Yes, sodium. It can cause your heart rate to go up. 
Another thing is, is how much caffeine have you ingested? I notice at, even with my decaf coffee, if I have more than two cups of coffee, my heart starts racing. Another thing is, how much sugar have you ingested? And that's why they say that certain, certain foods sh you should avoid if you have any type of mental health problems because it can aggravate your symptoms. Like with me, I have to be very careful now with sodium because it causes my heart rate to go up. Now, there are other things that can cause your heart rate to go up, and that can be having a panic attack can make your heart rate go up. Um, if you're startled, it can make your heart rate go up. And people get really worried when they have a high heart rate. And the thing is, is I used to wear an Apple watch and I used to check it every five minutes. I was addicted to that thing. My husband actually made me take it off and that kept me from looking at it because every time I looked at it, I saw that high number. I got scared. I'm like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? Because I do worry because my mom was young and she did have a heart attack at a very young age. And unfortunately, it did take her life. So I get very scared when it comes to my heart. And I do see a cardiologist. I have gone through every test. I've had an echocardiogram. I've worn heart monitors. You name it. I've had my heart looked at. And my heart is fine. My heart is fine. And I'm so glad of that because heart disease runs in my family. And I started to learn that when I see those high numbers, since my heart is fine, it's just that it's my anxiety, it's my panic. Something just triggered it and it went high and it'll calm down. It'll calm down. And yes, I've been in and out of the hospital because of my heart rate going up and it scared the daylights out of me. Especially the one time my heart rate was going really fast and I started shaking all over the place. I completely lost it. I had to call I had to call for an ambulance and once they got there they were able to calm me down. I had a situation I was at work and I took my emergency medication because I was working during COVID because I was uh, an essential worker so I still had my job through COVID-19 and I took an emergency dose of my Xanax and after I took it, I, my heart rate started to race really bad. And I started having tunnel vision and I was shaking like crazy. And I felt like I was going to fall over. And all I'm thinking to myself is I'm in the middle of having a heart attack. I got taken out of work in an ambulance. Um, they gave me aspirin to get my heart rate to go down and to calm me down. It was not working. Um, they did get me into an emergency room in the hospital. I got an EKG put on me and I got fluids put in me. And it just said that my heart rate was just a little high, but there was nothing wrong with my heart. And that's when I started questioning my medication that I was on. And I'm not going to get into that right now because like I've said before, that is something I want to discuss later in another episode in my podcast. So when it comes to our mental health problems and our mental health illnesses, we don't 
always need to see a psychiatrist, a therapist, or a counselor if they are something that we can control on our own. Now, there are people out there that do need to go into counseling, to talk to a therapist, a psychiatrist, whatever, because of certain things that they need to discuss. And usually these are people that have tried everything to understand their mental health problem or their mental health illness. And that's fine. That's fine. But if you can get through your mental health illness or problems without needing to pay for a therapist, that would be great. That would be great for you. Now, with that being said, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on this episode or anything on my podcast, feel free to email me at behindcloseddoors.podcast23 at gmail.com. And again, I will put that in my description. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Until next time.